me to lose the thickness. But I've been a first-hand witness that this weight ain't always good. Don't always cushion organs like it should, although it appears nice and supple. Great comfort for those who want to love on you, kiss and hug on you, but some sugar ain't always good. It brings along quite a few problems. Doctor reports ain't always full of the best outcomes. I'm doing this for my well-being. Foreshadowing. Visions of what I don't want to happen. Pricking fingers that are meant for snapping some sugar ain't always good. Insulin don't read like it should. Should I simply assist in my downfall? Continue to fill in parentheses for the likes of y'all. I've seen where that journey ends. Grandfather's digits no longer tend. Talk of grandma on dialysis. It gets that serious. I've been scared. Slim. This is where prevention begins. And I'm taking on preventative measures. Prescription pills I refuse to measure. I'm watching my portion size. Anything to save the vision in my eyes, retinal damage eventually leads to being blind, and I've got things to see, places to go so I don't have time for nerve damage in my souls. I've watched plenty of old souls lose this fight. Countless babies being diagnosed as I speak here tonight. This wrong I'm trying to write in hopes that you listen. Sweet talk is far from what I'm dishing because some sugar ain't always good. It'll make a sweet thing turn sour. Mouth dry and bathroom runs by the hour. Wounds will never scab over. Belly done lapped over. This weight ain't always good. Criticism and compliments misunderstood or misinterpreted. Your kisses and hugs, the prognosis, some sugar ain't always good. Folk think they be doing you good when they talking. Throwing out what they deem compliments. Sometimes commentary falls on deaf ears. But I hear them loud and clear. Don't lose the thickness. But I'm a first-hand witness when I tell you that this weight ain't always good. Welcome to the healing space. I am Sensei Raven Akundayo. And I am Brandon Harris-Williams. And here we are. We back. We loud. We not live. (laughs) But, you know... (laughs) <laughs> i don't know why i swear sometimes when you talk i just imagine you preparing yourself to start doing the mary j kicks <laughs> why do you automatically see me mary j blige kicking i don't understand listen it, it's it's just your spirit you have the, the spirit of a mary j dance that's just what i feel <laughs> well i love her she is the queen of hip-hop soul so you know listen Oh my just god! Just got that icon award, I think. Something. She got something. <laughs> she got something. <laughs> I love I how she's supposed to be your girl, though. but she got something. <laughs> I wasn't there. <laughs> no, I wasn't there. You shut your. You know what? Do <laughs> what you won't do. <laughs> it's a horrible way out. <laughs> We'd also like to give a big thank you. To our guest today, my sister, Nicole Bassfield, for her awesome poem to start out the show, Some Sugar Ain't Always Good. It was pretty awesome, wasn't it, Brandon? It was amazing. Yeah. <laughs> Some snaps going. <laughs> Not the snaps, though. Okay. Yeah, like I love Jones. Call me brother to the night. Oh, Jesus. Not the most corny, <laughs> corny, stereotypical, poetic things you can think of. I can't. <laughs> I'm a nigga. I can't help it. Dead. Sorry. Dead. <laughs> that is what I am right now. 
I am dead. Did you fall over like that gift you were always sending me where the guy's like spinning around? La- laying on the ground? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> ah. Anyway, so, okay. We're going to go on to our mm-hmm. weekends, but our, our weekends were r- mad brief this week. So, <laughs> how was your weekend? Um, <laughs> I worked Friday evening. Work was fine. Um, Saturday, I went and hung out with my friend Andre. And uh, I got some life advice and whatnot. And so, we were just hanging out, chilling. Um, watched some TV. Uh, played some spades. I learned how to play spades for like the 50th time. Mm-hmm. I never played regularly enough, so I always forget because my family didn't like, they don't play spades or if they do, I never saw them play spades. I don't know. But I guess right. if the adults were doing one thing and the kids doing something else, I wouldn't have seen them. But anyways, um, <laughs> yeah, and then today is Sunday and I worked this evening and so it was pretty chill. The semester's winding down at school. Amen. Thank you, John. Thank you, God. Father God. Hallelujah. Yes. <laughs> well, your yes, uh, that was my weekend. <laughs> your your weekend was way more active than mine. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I can't. I am I am living in a different area of Georgia right now. It is definitely not the same as where I was. <laughs> I oh, am okay, Dorothy. Like. <laughs> <laughs> I'm missing my old area. I'm getting used to this area. Uh, I don't plan to be here forever. I mean, this is cool. It it puts uh-huh. me it puts me closer to the mountain, so I'm not mad about that. You know, because I teach uh-huh. I teach yoga up there, so that's that's more convenient. But I still miss where I was. So yeah, <laughs> but you are still. I don't. You can confirm or deny this because you sound a real vague right now. But you're still in the Atlanta area. Though, yes, correct? I'm still in the Atlanta okay. area. Yeah. <laughs> I'm still in Georgia. I'm still in Georgia. Yeah. Um, I was vague. I was vague on purpose, you know. Um, Listen, listen, I told you I am a very transparent person, but I'm still a Scorpio. So I have to get used to this whole society likes when you just give them everything. (laughs) I mean, you are on a podcast. They kind of want to know all your business. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm like, listen, I have to have to take baby steps into giving people all my information. I was raised by a conspiracy theorist, so. (laughs) (laughs) I can see why that would make you give you a little pause to share some stuff. Listen, (laughs) I'm like I'm a Scorpio, so we naturally keep things to ourselves. And I was raised by a conspiracy theorist, so I'm like, okay, uh, (laughs) I'm real hesitant about a lot of ish, but yeah. So my weekend, uh. I went, <laughs> I went grocery shopping on Saturday, and I went to the storage. I went to my storage place to get some stuff that I needed to get. Mm-hmm. And um, my oh god, so boring. When I tell you, so boring. Um, <laughs> on Friday, I don't think I did anything. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I went to walk around the neighborhood to get a better feel of the neighborhood. Um. I'll probably be going to the gym here for the first time today and get my workout on here. Um, So now I can start taking my yoga students that I teach one-on-one. I can take them to that gym if I'm not going to them and if we're not on the mountain. Um, What else? Oh, last night I decided to have a movie marathon and I wanted to watch Get Out 
Fantastic Beasts and Split. I made it through all of Get Out, which I'd already seen before, so it's my second time. Then my friend Dawn, shout out to my friend Dawn. Uh, she tagged me on Facebook for this uh, article, well, this video that I believe Jordan Peele did with, I think it was Variety. But he was pretty much giving a breakdown of the different uh, theories that people had about Get Out. And some mm-hmm. of the theories that were right, he actually confirmed were correct. And I never thought about them. Like, it never even dawned on me. And I was like, wow. Yeah, I want to know. Uh, I'll have to tag you. have been out long enough. So. <laughs> hey, hey, spoilers over here. Hey. I can't remember. Out. I can't remember. So I'll have to tag you so that you can see them. That's the end of the movie. He gets out. So. <laughs> really? Really, you're always getting on me about spoiling things that you just don't even care. Living <laughs> out how long? We're not gonna play this game. Everybody was talking about the movie. We're not gonna do this. Like, it's still gifts all over the place. Like, folks always referencing like everybody for Thanksgiving talking about you can go over to Rose's house and everything else. We're not gonna do this. We're not gonna do this. You feeling some kind of way? <laughs> I mean, it was a decent movie. It was a decent movie. Boy, we switching subjects. Well, anyway, I'm not doing this with you. I'm not. <laughs> so anyway. <laughs> so I didn't get to Split. I've already seen Split, but I loved the movie. James McAvoy killed that film. He just, he honestly, genuinely deserves to be nominated for a Golden Globe and an Oscar. Like seriously. SAG, like mm-hmm. he needs to be. He That was a, that was amazing what he did in that movie. Um uh, Mm-hmm. Um, so I didn't get to that. I'll probably have to watch that tonight uh, to see that for the second time. But I watched uh, Fantastic Beasts for the first time. I think I only got through 50 minutes before I was like, yeah, I'm sleepy. So I'm going to watch the rest of that tonight as well. But yeah, that that's my weekend. Mad dry. I had plans, but it just so happened that all of my plans to go out with people ended up being canceled. So I was like, oh, well. I guess the universe is like, stay your ass where you are. Uh, All right. It was meant for you to just be in the house, catching up on movies, watching those uh, interviews and articles, mm, about the theories, mm-hmm. doing shopping, <laughs> grocery shopping, I mean. Grocery shopping. Let's be clear. <laughs> <laughs> grocery shopping. That's all we were doing. I was not doing anyone shopping this weekend. Um, but yeah, so that was my weekend. Uh, I'm glad you were able to get some, you know, some good advice. That's definitely awesome. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Yes. It's, it's it's it was it was a little too late, but uh, right. <laughs> it was still good advice. It was still great advice. It, it was, was it was too late you, for Andre. the the moment you're in Appreciate now, but but not for moving forward. You know? No, not at all. Because it was just advice about honesty and communication, and you know, transparency, the things you're always discussing. Listen. So. Woo. <laughs> a little too late for my current situation, but it was still. It's going to be the next one. <laughs> uh, okay. So now let's talk about THS Live, which we had our very first The Healing Space Live this past week. <laughs> it was a lot of fun. We had, you know, a few uh, technical difficulties. <laughs> right? Did not want to cooperate. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Giving us all the trouble in the world. <laughs> all, all of it. Okay, I have to go move location from in my apartment to my car. <laughs> so the the way that it worked out was that we went live on Instagram at 7 p.m. 
And for a good half an hour, the only issues we were having is that I think Brandon dropped off like twice. So we were trying to figure out what was going on with him dropping out twice. But the conversation was great. You know, everything was running smooth. Mm-hmm. Uh, they, the, the people who were watching us, they were interacting big time. Um, we're going to get to them. But so then it got to a point where both of us dropped. And it's like, what? Like So we were both gone. So there was a point where Brandon was there, but I wasn't there. So he's like, okay, is it happening to him now? And so finally, Brandon went out to the car. I completely restarted it twice. So while the video was up, if you looked at it, it was three different videos. Uh, There was the first half an hour. Then there was a space, a video that was a space in between where it was just me because Brandon had completely vanished. This was his transition to his car. And then there was the final recording where that went on for an hour. And that's when Brandon and I both found out that Instagram Live gives you a time limit of how long you can record. So when I went back to right, look yeah, at it, like, oh yeah, it's like countdown. I was like, and he was like, hurry up and say goodbye. I was like, ah. <laughs> so come to find out, you know, because like I said, the first video was only thirty minutes, so we had no idea there was a time limit. The last one, mm-hmm. which didn't feel like an hour to me, honestly, was an hour at all, and I didn't realize it was an hour until I went back to look at it. And I was like, oh, so Instagram Live only allows you to record for an hour before you have to end that video. Got you. Okay. So I'm like, well, that's good to know moving forward. Definitely. (laughs) Right. So in the end, it ended up being about maybe an hour and 35 minutes or something like that. But time flew. We had the best conversation with our, uh, I I keep trying to think of names for them, but I'm like, okay, anyone who is a part of my brand, anyone who supports my brand, I call them misfits. So I'm like, I'm going to stop trying to, you know, think of listeners or watchers or all that stuff. (laughs) Watcher sounds creepy as else. (laughs) I mean, they were watching. They were also engaging, though. They were very engaging, you know? know? Right. We're not going to call them voyeurs. (laughs) (laughs) So my misfits, you know, thank you to our misfits for joining us. And uh, participating in a big way. <laughs> so we're a little more vocal than others. But yeah. <laughs> we thank and appreciate all of you. <laughs> Seriously, um, but it was it was also awesome to have the support of other podcasts as well. You know, mm-hmm. and uh, that really meant a lot because I'm I'm so serious about black podcasters supporting one another. So. Mm-hmm. To have podcasters that were actually in there, you know, we had, what was it, directors, writers, we had all, so many different, I'm sorry, I'm, I'm kind of old school, what's what's the term that we, we call ourselves now? Creatives, there we go. <laughs> what are you going to say? I was going to say so many different artists, but I was like, oh, we, we, call, our, we call ourselves creatives now, okay. <laughs> oh, Lord, it doesn't matter. <laughs> Having to keep up with these millennial terms. <laughs> You can't talk. I'm just, I'm older age wise. You're older spirit. So. <laughs> I really am. I really am. Been here several times before. Listen, <laughs> holding on, holding on to those eighties real strong though. But yes, <laughs> yes you are. Whatever, whatever. A good old school Whitney or Patty Labelle tune. I understand. I got you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> 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 some some I, I, I'm 
singing, but that's what you were trying to get me to do. That, listen, that's all. I, that's what I was working toward. You know, <laughs> <laughs> that's what the misfits like. To, they they need their their per episode experience of Brandon getting his sing on. Don't disappoint they do people. Not need that. And who has asked you for me to sing every week? Don't do that. I will exactly. purposely go out. I'll make sure from now on, whenever we do it live, somebody in the comments say something. Keep playing. <laughs> I'll purposely have somebody planted to be like, this podcast don't feel right. Can Brandon sing for us one time? <laughs> Whatever. Can he unleash those velvety pipes? <laughs> Not velvety. I cannot. I cannot. I really cannot. <laughs> but yeah, we we had some great conversations that you know brought about more conversations. So we we talked about Soul Train, which brought about the whole issue as far as the Tony Braxton tribute, and that made for a a very fun conversation. Mm-hmm. Uh, we talked about Escape, which led into all types of stuff that that led into people's feelings about Candy, that led into people's feelings about Taurus, which led into a conversation about astrology. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was real all uh, over the place. <laughs> I feel like I've said enough about them, so I don't need to say nothing else. I'm they change it over here. Um, yeah. What 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 else did we talk about? Um, the Grammy nominations was like the first part, and I didn't know like any of half of the songs or the albums. Listen, listen. That this is gonna be. I feel like the the older I get, the more and more removed I get from that particular award show. When it comes to film and television, I'm still completely there. But when it comes mm-hmm. to music, like I think that's the first time I've ever read off Song of the Year, and I literally only knew two of the five. I was like, I don't, I don't know these other songs. I don't even know who they're by. Like honestly, I, I've never been a big Grammy person, so I can't even. Sorry. <laughs> I don't even think my parents watch, like, so I'm like, I don't even, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. It was a great time. It was a great time. And it's (laughs) something I would like for us to do at least once a month, you know, uh, Mm -hmm. just to give people, because we, we got a really good response from it. Like, people really, really enjoyed it. And I appreciated that, because, I mean, it was our first one. So, because we're new, you know, this only makes episode 11. I wasn't sure if we were going to have a good amount of people, you know, but I Mm -hmm. went back and looked at the room and we had, uh, what, 24 people who ended up interacting. And I was like, that's pretty freaking awesome for a first part of a first live podcast, you know? Talk about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Especially because, I mean, we... You know, I'm like, I we start singing again. I had to catch myself. Why do you keep listen? <laughs> in, in past episodes, you've just listen. You've done Vesta like it was nothing. You ain't need nobody's support. <laughs> that is my girl. Your face could never moan like Vesta. <laughs> okay, I'm calm down. I'm getting excited. Get yeah, excited. you got real excited. Strangely enough, you got real excited and your voice went down. That's very unlike you. Oh, you were trying to match Vesta. That's what that was. Okay. You know what? Okay. We're going to move right along. That's what that was. You... We're going to talk about folks with low vocals. I already did that. You needed to go all the way down here. Okay, I got you. I got you. But you can still hear me, though, correct? 
You you were kind of low, but it's okay. But you can still hear me though, right? I wasn't whispering, correct? Ooh, wait a minute. Thank you. Uh, Thank you. But wait, what what your fave could never do is sell like the Whisper Queen. How about that? How about that? Make classics like the Whisper Queen. How about that? You are ignorant. You are ignorant. (laughs) (laughs) They were both out at the same time. So you're ignorant for that. <laughs> Should not be laughing. Oh. Woo. oh, that actually made me break into a sweat. You were so ignorant. Just saying. If she's no longer with us, then of course she cannot sell out. Listen, the 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 person who you consider to be the whisper queen, her biggest hits took place while your fave was still alive. So don't try oh, it. Who is my fave? I think that's about Vesta. <laughs> oh, oh, so okay, okay. Here come the truth. So, so Vesta's not your fave. Okay, got you. I never said she was. I said your fave. But that's ignorant because know. you're you're talking about what somebody else's fave can't do when <laughs> Vesta's not even your fave. So <laughs> you're setting her up for failure all the way around. That's what. That's why you threw her to the wolves just now by talking about she's deceased because <laughs> you're messy. <laughs> she is deceased. Truth. Oh God. Rest in peace, Vesta. <laughs> I don't I don't like you. I don't what like is? you. Oh God. Okay, no. Cause I'm sweating. <laughs> I'm actually sweating right now. Oh, okay. So we're going to move on. <laughs> and, uh, it's good that we were laughing like this because we're gonna move on to something that I mean it's not necessarily like we have to get all grim and serious. But it it is a topic I wanted to talk about for a while. And with the holidays coming around, it's been kind of bothering me even more. Okay. So with us only being, what is it? We're like two weeks out from Christmas or something. Um, Maybe three. It's only the third. (laughs) But it it won't be as of this podcast, though, when it goes up on Tuesday. We'll we'll still be just one day short of three weeks. But, but yeah, so we're close enough where we can begin. We're in December, so we can have our that, holiday that conversations. Yeah, that part. <laughs> Ass. Anyway, <laughs> so I wanted to talk about uh, holiday privilege and commercialism. And I know the minute I said that, there were a few people who were like, bitch, I'm about to fast forward. <laughs> 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 but it's something I wanted to talk about because being on, being on the outside I guess you would say, Mm -hmm. of a lot of uh, more commercialized holidays. I'm not really here for the shaming that goes on. So one of the things that I think is interesting is that, you know, I always seek balance. So a lot of people who celebrate the more well-known holidays, I've often understood when they're like, you know, can I just celebrate this with my family without a bunch of people attacking and putting it down? I'm like, okay, there's room for everybody. So even if I do feel some kind of way, I totally get how you feel when people are always online shaming you for wanting to celebrate this holiday. I get it, you know, but we're in an age now where like for Thanksgiving, I will sit down with my family and will be there with them for that holiday because for me, it symbolized family now and that I'm like, okay, this gives a time where I can be see, see people in my family who I don't normally see. Sure, I'll be there. I don't eat Uh the majority of what's cooked for Thanksgiving. I've been that way since I was a child, you know? 
I also know the true meaning of Thanksgiving. So <laughs> my whole thing is, is that indigenous people who constantly speak out against it and those of us who support them, we get to have a voice, you know? So it's reached a point now where I was initially seeking balance, where I could respect people's points of view while also making it clear how I felt. But now it's to the point where those who have the privilege are now shaming those who speak out. And I saw a lot of that, especially from some people who I really respect, who were online saying that they want people to shut up. This whole thing about, you know, well, Thanksgiving is about this. The true meaning is about that because they just want to be able to get their plate and eat their food and spend time with their families and all that stuff. And I'm like, no, what you won't do is silence people who know the truth. You feel me? Yeah. Like, I'm like, I totally get if you decide that, and I won't be disrespectful and say, be asleep. I'll say, if you choose that you want to celebrate this holiday, um, you should understand the true meaning and then say, okay, I understand what the real meaning is. I make a decision to still celebrate it anyway. I'm not going to hold it against you that you don't, as long as you don't shame me specifically. That's where I stand, you know? Like, we don't need to walk up to actual people's doors, <laughs> leaving pamphlets shaming them for celebrating this holiday. We, Absolutely not, no. Yeah. So it's like going online and shaming people who celebrate Thanksgiving, I'm not, I'm not for it, you know? So no reason to go on specific people's pages. However, I can go on my page and say, I know the truth. This is how I feel about Thanksgiving. These are my beliefs, and I get to feel that way. So... If everyone can understand that people are going to do what it is they want to do, it's not harming anyone, you know, and we simply state how we feel, that's the way it should be. You know, those of us who believe that Thanksgiving is based off a bunch of BS and, and enslavement and, okay, I'm not, um, <laughs> for those of us who feel that way, we get to say that, but we don't have to mm -hmm. attack people specifically. Like, okay, between me and you. If I feel that way, but Brandon, if you feel as though, okay, I understand, you know, the, 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 what happened, you know, the true meaning behind Thanksgiving. But for me, yeah. I was raised, you know, my family and I come together over a feast. You know, I believe in those good old leftovers. You know, this is how I feel. And no <laughs> point in time am I going to say to you specifically, Brandon, that's some bullshit. You should know better. And I'm going to force into your head how I feel, you know? Yeah. But on the mm -hmm. flip side... I don't like that the, the, the privileged majority who celebrate Thanksgiving try to push on us that we need to be accepting of it and this is how it is, you know? So That makes sense because it's not a it, it's not a fair a fair viewpoint or a fair, you know what I'm saying, understanding on both sides. It's like, okay, like you know, but it, and that's just not holiday privilege. That can mean anything though. It's like if you don't I gotta get my point out, but the point you're saying makes no sense. So I'm not even gonna like try to entertain it or try to see what it is that you're saying so no that makes sense yeah and that that's when i then tra transition into christmas because i feel mm -hmm. the exact same way about that except it's a lot more harsh you know of course because yeah. it's surrounded around christ for a lot of people so that's when it steps out of just being thanksgiving and you're messing up me and my food and family but now you're messing with my christ you know and now my jesus right <laughs> so I take issue with this mostly because I have more black people who come at me for Christmas than I do white. And my thing is, my main reason for saying that is because I celebrate Kwanzaa. So I celebrate Christmas with my family, 
but that's I was raised. Yeah, I was raised like that, you know. So I'm like, unless I just don't want to see my family during that particular holiday, I will I will take part in that with them. But my yeah. family can tell you, you know, some of my family might be surprised to hear this as far as, oh, we thought that every year you come there, it's because you celebrate Christmas. Some of them. My mother won't be surprised. She knows. But other family members who hear this might be like, oh, we didn't know. But what they will tell you, what they do know for sure, is that with each year, I've pulled away more and more from the commercial aspect. I've done less and less mm-hmm. of the gift giving, you know? Um, yeah. And that's because I've been celebrating Kwanzaa for easily over a decade. And... I believe in the principles of Kwanzaa. You know, I believe in creating gifts, making gifts, you know, uh, things that come from the heart that can educate. I'm, I tell people, if you want to get something for me for Christmas, make it a book. You know, if it has to be a part of the whole uh, Christmas thing, then make it a book. Let me get some knowledge, you know. Uh, so yeah. that's where I am. But what hurts is that I, I know very few white people because I have white friends. I've never heard any of them when we talk about their holidays, even if it's Hanukkah, I never hear them come down on Kwanzaa, you know? Um, But I've talked to a lot of white people, I mean, black people, and seen a lot of shaming on social media from black people when it comes to Kwanzaa. Uh And it's so confusing to me because I'm like, this is a holiday made for us, by us, celebrating us, and you joke it. And... I mean, the, the, the entire purpose is about self-love and education and community. And so I find it, I find it very disheartening that people bash Kwanzaa the way they do in the black community. And when it comes to Christmas, so many people talk about Christ. But my thing is, is that if the entire thing is about celebrating Christ and his birth, which for, you know, those of us who are educated enough know that that's not actually when he was born, but I digress. It's all about commercialism <laughs> and purchasing gifts. And I say that as somebody being completely transparent, when I was a kid, stacked to the top of the Christmas tree. I'm over-exaggerating, of course, but <laughs> if yeah. we were if we were to live now, I'm over-exaggerating, but the truth is, if you were to actually step my gifts on top of each other, they would have reached the top of the ceiling. I was very, I was very blessed growing up, you know? I had one of those mothers who, where I would wake up in the morning and I would come out to the, I mean, to the living room and not only were my gifts there, but my mother actually set up, like I had He-Man and uh, Shira and G.I. Joe. I know that'll be lost on some millennials, but <laughs> I had action figures. And the action figures will be set up inside of their castles and everything. Like she'd have, she took them out. You all, well, of course, at the time it was supposed to be Santa Claus, but <laughs> taken out and set everything up. And for me, uh-huh. it contributed even more to the belief in Santa. Because if it was just gifts that were brought to me, I would have still believed, but it's more like, oh, okay, well, these clearly came from a store and blah, blah, blah. But because my yeah. mother, I never saw packages, ever. Everything was always set up for me, no matter what she gave me. Nothing was ever in a box, you know? So it felt very much like it came from Santa. So I was all in as a youth. So I'm not sitting here as someone who was raised this way. So people look at me and they're like, well, you're judgmental over Christmas because you never celebrated the celebrated the way we all did. No, I absolutely did. I was all in. I was completely a part of the Christmas experience, all the gift giving, all of those things, you know, going from house to house, all that stuff. But as I got older, I was like, this is all about commercialism. You know, none of it has to do with the actual birth of Jesus. 
you all like to keep saying it is, but it's not, you know? And so that's why I leaned more towards Kwanzaa because I'm like, not only does it talk about the principles, but there's follow through. It's not, this is the birth of Jesus. What are you buying me? It's, these are the principles of Kwanzaa and each day we're going to go through them and, you know, we're, we're actually going to take action to be a part of it. So it, it's, it's hurtful. I can honestly admit it's hurtful that in my own community, there's so much shaming of a holiday that was made for us. And so, yeah, I, I needed to share that with our listeners because I, I want us to be able to get to a point where we can be respectful of each other's practices, each other's holidays, without it having to be a thing of, I'm going to joke you. Well, you celebrate Kwanzaa and you won't celebrate Christmas. I'm going to shame you because of it, you know? Yeah. I want us to be able to get past that. Do you have any feelings yeah, about it? Or? No, I don't. Because, I, I mean, I celebrate Christmas and Thanksgiving. I don't celebrate Kwanzaa. But, I, I'm, again, that's just me as a person. I'm not the type to be like, oh, you celebrate something. You're wrong for that, blah, blah, blah. That's just not me. But, no, I completely understand what you're saying. It's like you can't you can't be like, even if it's, like, because it's privileged because it's the majority celebrated holiday. So you can't be like, I should accept what you're doing. But then, because mine is lesser, quote, unquote, is not, not as popular, not lesser as saying it's less than. Right. But that you should you know what I'm saying? You don't have to respect what I'm doing over here. Like, no. Like, you can say, I don't participate in Kwanzaa, but I'm going to let you have that, and I'm going to be over here doing Christmas or whatever. You know what I'm saying? Like, because they don't even, they're not mutually exclusive. So it's like, you, I don't, I don't, it's just a respect thing. Yeah. And I get that so much of it is rooted in tradition, which isn't a bad thing, but I think also, too, the part of, like, growing up is learning that other people have different traditions. Or right. Or other people have different ways of doing things. So, yes, you might have always done it your way, like, growing up your whole life, but then you Hell, even growing up, you have friends who do things differently. And so because their family has different traditions doesn't mean that their traditions are wrong. That's just what their family does. Right. So when you meet other adults who do different things, adults can make their own decisions for themselves. So they can either choose to celebrate this or not celebrate that. And that's fine. You just respect that decision and you keep it pushing. Yeah. I think as long as because you're just saying to be respectful of all on all parts because you're not bashing Christmas. Right. What people are doing. You're just saying respect what I have going on. and I'm going to respect what you're doing right it's very simple i don't know why people can't do that i don't either i would and i would say i almost want to say i haven't seen it like the the disrespect towards like kwanzaa and or anything else but we both know that i'm not the most observant person it probably has been all over social media you know what i'm saying like and i just didn't even it didn't even register to me so (laughs) touche The, I don't um, want to say I haven't seen it. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, the last thing I'll say is your Christmas tree, not meaning you specifically, but for those who celebrate Christmas, your Christmas uh-huh. tree is no greater than my Kanara. You know, that that's all. As long as we can understand and respect that both are equal, then we're all good. I have no reason to, sh- I have nothing but amazingly wonderful memories of Christmas. So I'll never have mm-hmm. a reason to bash it, you know? I I am yeah. not... I have evolved sort to a certain place where, for me, it's beyond gifts. That's all. For me, it's now all about family. So I'll never have a reason to bash it. I am so thankful to my family for the Christmases that I was allowed to have, you know? Um, I know that that's not something everyone gets, so I'll never take that for granted. But with that being said... 
and and I want to do this. I want to give a quick shout out and then we can move on. I want to give a shout out because for a few years, I would say probably maybe six, seven years, I would have a friend every year tell me that they wanted to learn about Kwan's and wanted to celebrate it with me. So for mm-hmm. those people, my mother included. So for those people, I want to say thank you. It meant a lot, especially understanding that you still celebrated Christmas, that you still wanted to mm-hmm. see what Kwanzaa was like and wanted to get an understanding and an education on the experience. So for each of those people that came along each year and wanted to learn, I say thank you, because that means a lot, because you 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 stepped outside of yourself and wanted to be more educated. And that's what it's all about, you know? Um, I was having a conversation with Kevin yesterday because Kevin uh, is in Barcelona right now. And I was telling him that I'm proud of him because, you know, I traveled out of the country from a young age. And I said to him that I love because it's his very first time out of the country. And I said, I'm so proud of him because he's from California. So I always tell people that leaving the country, at the very least going to the opposite coast and studying other religions. I always think it's important to do those three things because it opens your mind. It gives you an opportunity to see beyond yourself, beyond the beyond the community that you grew up in. You know, mm-hmm. uh, you leave the country to get outside of the the United States, that community, the community of America. You leave the East Coast to the for the West Coast, or the West Coast for the East Coast to get outside of the the coastal community that you're a part of. You know, you mm-hmm. study other religions, and I'm very serious about this because you need to get an understanding that God is everywhere. And you shouldn't judge people because their practices could be different from you. Scientology included, you know, it's it's a very dangerous place to exist in where we're constantly judging others because they don't walk the exact same path as us. And so with him going to Barcelona, I told him I was proud of him because he's taken yet another step. And I'm like, this is the way that life is supposed to be, you know, take these blessings and run with them. And he's over there living his best life right now. And that's, that's beautiful, you know? And so that, that to, to end this whole conversation as far as respecting other people's beliefs when it comes to the holidays, I'd just say that, you know? He, he stepped out and he's in another country right now. The simple thing that I'm asking you is to understand somebody else's holiday. <laughs> you don't have to leave out of your house in order to do that, you know? Let's all educate ourselves. If you don't know about Kwanzaa, read up on it. If you're someone who was raised celebrating Hanukkah your entire life and you don't really know about Christmas, educate yourself on that, you know? If you're somebody who is staunchly into Kwanzaa and you don't believe in those other holidays, allow yourself to be educated about them. Let's all learn to understand each other, to love one another, and to stop judging because of our differences. Simply put. Okay, so now that that's over and this is where the the whole the more you know rainbow i mean shooting star comes above us <laughs> but anyway uh so yeah <laughs> i mean i might as well since you won't sing i might as well do it but anyway you might as well whatever you plan around this episode i just wanted to make that real clear i wanted to make that real clear. you've never had an issue of singing in the past and you do it without shame so clearly there's something on your spirit today and that's okay when i see you i'm gonna lay some hands we're gonna fix that <laughs> I might be laying heavy, child. Just weighing, weighing on me. Listen. Whew, you almost got me to sing just now. <laughs> I almost sang. 
Talk about it. Come on. No. No. <laughs> People but, would have loved to hear you sing. <laughs> I guess. It, it'll happen one day when they least expect it. I'll be like you and just burst out into it. Because, you know, you good for that. You come out of nowhere. <laughs> <laughs> Real sudden with it. <laughs> but <laughs> to bring this to a close before we get to uh, our Nicole Bassfield interview, let's talk about uh, the This Is Us finale. Because, baby, when I say you went through it. <laughs> okay. Well, real quick, before that, because we normally will, like, do episode by episode. But I told Raven I wanted to do, like, all three together, kind of, because we got other stuff we want to talk about and just for time's sake and everything else. So I think we need to do all all three really quick. Like, we can quickly do Kevin and Kate's and then. <laughs> so Because I, I saw some of Randall's again. I saw, like half of the episode again with Andre because they were watching it uh, last night okay. at his apartment. And so, and I didn't have the rea- the same reactions <laughs> the second time when I was watching it, but I think I pretty much got all my emotions out because <laughs> Randall's did take me through it. So, but. okay, if if you, I, I don't plan to give a lot of backstory to Kevin and Kate. If you want to, okay. you can. But for, for my part, all I'll say is after watching Kevin's, I definitely have one. I have more of a respect for the actor that plays him. Absolutely. And I've wanted that for him. I've wanted that for him because I feel like Sterling casts a large shadow. And I didn't want it to get to the point where it felt like his character was being being completely left behind because of because of Sterling's shadow and, and the way he portrays Randall and how strong and powerful it is. So I was happy that he was able to get that episode because he really showed his chops, you know? And at the end of it, I was like, I see you. I absolutely see Kevin. And this is going to be a very interesting journey for him for the rest of the season, especially when you get to the end of Randall's episode, you know? Um. So I'm sorry. Did you want to go any further into Kevin's or... Um, okay, so I guess real quick, for those of you who don't know, or those of you who watched, whatever. So the three episodes, it kind of takes place over like a, a maybe a four day at most, maybe period. And so like for Kevin's episode, you see how his life is for those like four days. For Kate's episode, you see her life. And then for the third episode, you see Randall's life. So it's all the same four days. And so you kind of see bits and pieces that you've already seen before, but then you follow that particular character, this story. You basically did the same story with three different vantage points, but they're in three different cities, so it's not... Uh, very repetitive if that makes any sense so for kevin's he's like down and out depressed because him and uh sophie sophia what is her name lord i always know it until you just said that i think it's sophie <laughs> I, was, I think so too i always know her name and like, then you mess me up because <laughs> <laughs> they've like broken up or they had an argument they, i think they're broken up i'm about to say i don't think they're together right now no so yeah but so he's down and out about that like depressed about life and so he's supposed to get an award um, from his old high school, and so going back home kind of triggers him in some emotions, and he really goes through it emotionally. Just kind of like his episode is basically him like reevaluating his life and the decisions that he's made, and like feeling guilty about different things, and then missing his dad. Because as, as we keep seeing that, like, like he joked or not necessarily joked, but it's but it was like said pretty much that like Kate maybe struggled quote unquote the most with dealing with their dad's death or Jack's death. But it's clear that Kevin is, is the one who's still struggling. Like, he clearly, like, completely suppressed everything. And so it's, like, bubbling up or, like, coming out of different points throughout the season kind of thing. So he's still – he's kind of really going on that journey. I feel like it's kind of the root of his thing is, like, dealing with that pain. And then he'll be able to better deal with the stuff that's going on with him presently, mm-hmm. if that makes any sense. 
Mm-hmm. And um, so that was the, the main gist of it without giving anything away. So she talked about me doing spoilers earlier. <laughs> <laughs> so then in Kate's episode, I, I feel like I need to say this because they said it in all three episodes. But um, so Kate is pregnant, but then she um, ends up having a miscarriage. And so it, we kind of watch her deal with that that loss pretty much. And then her mom comes to visit her. They have a really sweet and touching moment because her mom understands losing a child also. And so, it, which it was really good to see them finally have a really connecting moment because we've seen how their their relationship is, is difficult mm-hmm. throughout the two seasons so far. So it was very nice for them to finally have a really, um, it's a really, I don't know what the words I'm looking for, <laughs> but a really open moment. I don't right. know what. If you have a better word, then maybe throw that in there. I was just going to say but genuine, yeah. but yeah. <laughs> that, that works, too. That works, too. <laughs> but, yeah. And so, um, then, I'm trying to think. Because also, too, in all the episodes, it, like, cuts back to, um, I'm sorry, their teenage years. And so, it's the night when, like, Kevin gets his uh, football en- en- energy injury. Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. And so we kind of see what they were all going through. So, like, Kevin is supposed to be, like, meeting with a college recruiter for school. Kate is supposed to be looking at colleges because they're all looking for colleges. So Kate, um, Rebecca finds out that Kate wants to sing and go to Berkeley. And they kind of have a conversation about that. And so then in Randall's episode, so do you want to take over now or? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> I, I'm, okay, I'm just going to say this. I enjoyed the episode. Because yes. because I, I realize when you and I start doing the television shows, if we can, can if we constantly keep talking back and forth to each other, it ends up going on for way too long. So I'm just going to let you explain everything. And I'd be like, I enjoyed that part. OK, so, yeah, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> OK, so um, in Randall, in his teenage years, he wants to go look at colleges and then he tells uh, Jack he wants to go look at Howard. And so they go look at Howard. Um, and so Jack. Because keep stressing that he wants him to go to Harvard or whatever, and so they kind of have a conversation about that about whether or not it's a it's because it's a black school that Jack feels away, and Randall just says he feels like uncomfortable because he's the only black person at school. Um, they have a really nice moment where they go to um, Lord have mercy, where they go. I don't forget what it's called. The War Memorial. There we go. I say the memorial, but I couldn't. <laughs> I was like, name for it, Because for those who don't know, Howard is in D.C. But yeah, go ahead. Thank you. Thank you. Yes. So, <laughs> war memorial, and then Jack kind of opens up about um, his time in the war, and then his brother, who we, who we saw at the end of that episode, but then he really hasn't been mentioned since, I don't think. And then in the present day, um, they deal with Deja. The end of Deja's a previous mom. episode, because somebody might be confused by you saying we saw at the end of that episode. Oh, my bad. (laughs) Weeks and weeks and weeks ago. (laughs) But yes. And so then in the present day with Randall, um, Deja's mom gets out of prison. So she wants to come and basically get Deja back. And so Randall and Beth feel a way about that. Um, Okay, I I need to ask you. I know you said you want me to fully explain. But when they were having the conversation with the social worker, like she's not fit to take her. I felt a way. I was like, how dare they? Like, that's still her mother kind of a thing. Right. Was that just me? I, I, I didn't care. Oh. 
<laughs> I, and I'm sorry. I can I can honestly admit when when it came to that whole situation, I was kind of I was kind of blank on that. Well, all right then. <laughs> right I, I I really just wanted Deja to be happy, and I'm like, okay, this this whole back and forth. I just I just want her to be happy. I I I I needed for I needed for her. Yep. Anything I say is gonna come off as offensive and me sounding bougie. So I'm gonna shut up. Yep, I didn't really pay attention. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um. So they had the conversation. I was like, they're definitely to me. I was like, they're tripping. Like, even though, like, I was like, she should go to her, back to her mom because that's her birth mom. But plus, because they're foster parents, so social work had to remind them like, this is what you signed up for. The intention is like, you take care of her until the parent gets better, quote unquote, or until they're more fit, quote unquote. You know what I'm saying? To get their child back, it's not meant to be a permanent situation. Kind of thing. Um, so there's that. Eventually, eventually, bleh. Deja is able to go back to her mom, and so then Randall and Beth have a conversation. They say they want to do, they want to be foster parents again, but they're not. They're gonna take some time. And then we see a little scene of like this boy. Oh, it's just my heart. This little boy, he's talking to another social worker, and he's like, um, I guess he's trying to break it down to him or explain to him that you know they're still trying to find a home for him. They haven't been able to find anyone yet. And so that just really touched me because I'm like, okay, so maybe we'll get to see them get him. I'm assuming. Oh, um, otherwise, that was a pointless ass scene. So yeah, I'm fairly certain. But, <laughs> but yes. And so then we finally catch up to the present day. Uh, well, all the episodes are finally merged together. Um, and Kevin comes over to see Randall. Um, Kevin is still like depressed and down and out and stressed out about all he's been going through from his episode because we're they all were the same days and um he's he is like he's clearly distracted or clearly has a lot going on with his mind so he gets him something to drink really fast he downs him some more alcohol because he was drinking heavily in his episode and then he like kind of leaves quickly but um i don't want to give up with the ending you don't have to. He leaves to. quickly. <laughs> I was about to say, like, you've given everything else. <laughs> and then, yeah, I'm going to leave it there. It was the winter finale. If you have not seen, well, go wait, watch. Well, wait, 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 Because <laughs> you just did a Gemini thing. <laughs> when when two people talking at the same time, y'all don't realize it. All right, so repeat the last part about the car over again, because we were talking at the same time, so our listeners may have not understood what you said. Oh, no, she said, uh, my bad. She said, you've given everything else. Um... <laughs> So no, he like downs the alcohol and then he like goes speeding off. Um, Randall don't Randall and Beth don't know don't realize that he's left, kind of a thing because he leaves out saying bye. Right. And so he's speeding and then we see um, that Randall's oldest daughter is no longer at the house and so while he's speeding down the highway, we happen to see that she pops up in the back seat to surprise him, quote unquote, because she wanted to get out of the house. Right. And that's all I'm, that's all I want to say. If okay. you have not seen it, go and watch. <laughs> It's about 60 seconds left after she pops up in the back seat. So, oh, I was like hyperventilating because I, I really thought something horrific was going to happen. Okay, so you, you, you do realize by saying that, they now realize it's not. So, you've kind of... It's still bad. It's still bad. But, <laughs> but you're saying too much. <laughs> Stop talking about it. <laughs> Yeah. Have a horrible poker face, but yes. 
don't know how to play poker. So that's why I got on board. There we go. <laughs> Whatever. Uh, okay, so we done for now, and we'll be back when it comes time for us to give our good news. Thank you, Mr. BHW. You're very welcome, Mr. R.E. <laughs> my guest today is one of my closest sister friends. She and I have known each other for years. We've been through so much together, but we can talk about all that. She and I are both Scorpios, and I wanted to bring her on today so we could celebrate the awesomeness of Scorpio, but also wellness. Please welcome... Healer, author, poet, entrepreneur, wife, mother, and all-around awesome-tastic human being, Mrs. Nicole Bastfield. Welcome, sis. Thank you. Thank you. Such a pleasure to be here with you. (laughs) Now, you and I have been through quite a journey with getting this interview up for the podcast. Listen, listen. So, and, and the last one was so beautiful. Listen, it was so awesome. Guys, okay, last month. We planned to celebrate Scorpio during the actual month of Scorpio. We recorded the episode. It was 50 minutes long. We had the best conversation. And then for whatever reason, I went, you know, just happy. Like, okay, we about to post. This This is about to be an amazing episode on wellness. And when I put it on the, um, when I dropped it into uh, Audacity to begin to edit, nothing. There was literally nothing there. I was like, wait, what's going on? I I tried, Nicole will tell you, I tried so many times to get this thing to act right. And it was like, no, it shows that it was 50 minutes, but there's literally nothing there when you press play. So (laughs) here we are again. Thankfully, we always have great conversations with each other. So that's no problem. (laughs) Right, right. That is all for the good. So uh, I wanted to start off by going into your poem. That amazing okay. piece that you had just shared with us. So what was it that initially inspired you to do the piece? So I want to say I wrote that poem, uh, it may have been 2010, around uh, somewhere between 2008 and 2010. My great-grandmother had just um, had passed away uh, late 2007, beginning 2008. And she had... Um, quite a few health problems, the standard things that um, as African-Americans we've come to accept as the norm, you know, the whole, oh, grandma got sugar, that type of thing. And it just became disheartening for me because, of course, she was very dear to me, but at that point in time, through research and things like that, I started to realize that, you know, diabetes and high blood pressure and all of those things, although the doctor may tell you that they are hereditary, they don't have to be, they're not necessarily um, it's more so passed down the tradition of the meals that we eat. And I wanted to make some changes with myself. So I, I, you know, I threw out, I went home and threw all of the meat out of my, my refrigerator and my freezer. And I just decided at that moment I was going to go vegetarian. And it also happens that at that point in time, um, we were frequenting the Yaba pot for poetry venues. Right. And the Yaba pot was, you know, the juice bar, vegan restaurant um, on St. Paul Street. It's no longer, well, it's something else there now, but it's no longer the Yaba Pot. And at that point, I started doing like an internship with the owner at the time, Sky, and she taught me how to make all of these awesome vegan dishes. And it was like from there, I just changed the way that I ate. And of course, with me changing the way that I ate, I started losing weight. And then what, with me losing weight, 
the most common response that I got from people in public was, well, don't lose the thickness, you know, like you can lose weight, I guess, but you know, don't get too small because you know, we, we need that. And I'm thinking to myself, but how good is it if it's detrimental to my health? Listen. So I was like, yeah, it looks good. But if I feel like trash, how good is it? Right. Right. And so, you know, and then I, and then I guess the misconception that people um, gravitate towards is when you lose weight, you lose everything. Well, honey, listen, hips run heavily in my family. And regardless of how much weight that I lose, they're not going anywhere, you know? Right. So, (laughs) look, I might not be as thick as I was before, but a sister's still going to be thick because it's, it's my genetics, honey, you know? Talk about it. So that's basically what inspired the poem. And uh, at the time, my grandfather was still alive because I referred to him in the poem. Um, At that point in time, when I wrote the poem, they had to um, amputate one of his his toes, his big toe, because of diabetes, you know. So they had to take his toe. Right now, he's no longer with us. He did pass from Alzheimer's a few years ago. Right. But, you know, it's just, I don't know, food is medicine, food, health, medicine, all tied hand in hand. And I might not be able to prevent a lot of things, but I'm damn sure going to try, you know? Talk about it. So that's basically what inspired that poem. So what what has your journey been like? Because one thing that I can say about you is that when you decide that you're going to, you know, dig down into earth and be firm about something, you stick with it. And you you had a journey where you had gotten yourself to a certain point, a certain weight, you know, and then mm-hmm. life began to change with your pregnancy and everything. But unlike some, and this is no shaming at all, you know, we all have different journeys, but unlike some who would have fallen off and not gotten back again, you were able to work your way back to veganism. So can you tell, talk to uh, our listeners a little bit about that journey for you? It was hard. And I was hard because Scorpios are very black and white. You know, there's no gray area with us. It's either you're this or you're that, and that's it. We're not wishy-washy. We're not fickle people. And so, um, at the time when I met my wife, then fiance, girlfriend, you know, how we can you start off the progression? Right. So at the time when I met her, I was vegan. I was vegetarian for maybe about two or three years. I had just transitioned over into being a vegan. I was maybe about two or three months in the game, and I met her. And at that point, I was down to my full weight. I was working with a trainer three times a week. And in my mind, that was that voice that said, as soon as you get to the place you desire to be as far as weight, you're going to meet somebody. Because I was single. And and that's when it happened. I met her. And I want to say I met her. Why? Because my confidence level was, like, at the ultimate high. Right. Um. So I met her, and slowly I started introducing dairy back into my diet, but I was still a vegetarian. I could no longer claim vegan. Um, and eventually, once I got pregnant, I just could not stomach the taste of vegetables. Yeah. It was just like eating, it was like eating dirt, and I was so flabbergasted because, like, I wanted a salad. I wanted, you know, my juices, my juices and my shakes, but I couldn't drink them. And it was crazy because... I couldn't stomach vegetables until, like, maybe my third trimester. All I wanted to eat throughout the pregnancy was meat and potatoes, you know? Right. And then (laughs) my daughter was born, and when she finally started eating food, it's like, all she wants to eat is fruits and vegetables. She she barely eats meat. She will eat bacon. She will... um, she teeters with chicken, 
But I'm like, little girl, really? Like, I could not eat nan vegetable when I was pregnant with you, and now you all you want to eat is fruits and vegetables. <laughs> um, so although I practice a vegan diet, I don't force it on my family, but I do make the healthiest choices for them when I, you know, right. when I can, which is so. Um, but yeah, it was so hard because after I had her, I wanted to go back to being a vegan, and I just could not do it. It was just so hard. I couldn't commit to it. And I don't know why, like a few months I would maybe be vegetarian or then I would go vegan and then I would kind of like backslide. And I think a lot of it, um, and I'm saying black backslide like it's a sin and it's not. Right. But I think a lot of it is because when you go out to eat with family, they don't get it. They don't understand. And so at that point, I stopped being so hard on myself. Like, okay, well, I'm going out to eat. If I eat something that has a little bit of cheese in it, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to beat myself up about it right and then eventually I got to the point where I just told myself I had to stop making excuses um although my wife was happy with my weight and she said I look fine I knew that I felt more comfortable where I was before I got pregnant and I wanted to aim to get back there right and so I had to stop making excuses my excuses before were where I have I have small children I can't exercise or I have small children I don't have time to make my healthy meals or you know and that was excuse after excuse after excuse and then I had to stop myself and I'm like well how can you be an example for them and show them how they should go about eating healthy and you know exercising if you're not showing them so I stopped making excuses and I would start exercising even if they were awake and if they got in my way I would just have to work with it you know right right um so it was a struggle it was a struggle to get back here and granted I love the weight that I am now I, I would like to lose maybe five or ten more pounds but if I don't it's not like um a big deal right so so yeah my journey has been an interesting one it was full of ups and downs and but like you said finally once I got my mind set on going back and not accepting anything other than that I did it you know yeah and I I appreciate you starting out saying that it wasn't easy you know uh, because that that's the thing that people have to understand that when you when you make a decision of a direction you want to go in with your life, especially if it's something that you really want, more often than not, it's not going to be the simplest thing in the world, especially when it comes to your health, you know, right? Uh, because right. we've been conditioned to think certain ways. So right. you're literally breaking yourself out of a matrix and it that's takes right. work. And the people who get on. Does. Yeah, and the people who get on the other side of that are the people who are willing to do the work. And falling is understandable. We're human, you know? Right, But right. the whole goal is, okay, I fell, but I'm going to get back up, and I'm going to keep going with it. And and that's the okay. reason why I appreciated what you said as far as backsliding. Because it's like, okay, we're human. So right, it's going right. to happen. You just don't allow yourself to become comfortable in it once it happens. Don't backslide and then be like, all right, well, I'm going to just chill here. Ain't no reason to climb back up. Like, <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Um, I want to say, like, in the weight loss community, there's that running joke, joke of, I'm going to start my diet on Monday. Right. Um, and Monday never comes, you know. But the reality of it is, and I kind of, I, I don't really like labeling myself as a vegan. I use the term very loosely mm-hmm. because most ve- most vegans do it for ethical purposes. Right. And so they're, like, vegan 100%, no leather, no animal byproducts you know, anywhere. Whereas with me, my decision was more so for dietary and health reasons. Right. So I would, you know, more or less like to say plant-based more than I would say vegan, but that's, 
neither here nor there. It's tomato, tomato. Right. My biggest <laughs> challenge this year was Thanksgiving because every year um, we do Thanksgiving at my house. My wife's family come over. I cook the main things like the turkey and some of the main side dishes, and then everybody else brings things, you know, brings dishes. So it's kind of like potluck style. So I, at this point, I'm like, okay, well, I don't want to make two of everything, okay? Right. <laughs> so I'm going, I'm going to figure out how I'm going to be able to enjoy Thanksgiving and still make the dishes that I usually make for everybody else, but make them so that I can enjoy them as well. So, you know, um, test number one, sweet potato pies. I made all of my sweet potato pies this year. They were all vegan. They were, they were no dairy in my pies. And um, then the candy yams, I, no dairy in the candy yams, you know? Right. And... I didn't tell anybody until after dinner was over and my step, my, my mother-in-law was getting her um, candy yams and a slice of pie and she was just eating and eating. I was like, you do know those don't have any dairy in it. They're vegan. And she just looked at me like really quizzically, you know? Right. And she was like, well, how do you get it to taste so good? <laughs> oh, you know, and I just winked and, and, and went on about my merry way. <laughs> Listen. I I really do. I can honestly say I don't think I would notice a difference. I really don't. Most people don't. Yeah. Most people don't. Especially when it comes to something like uh, sweet potatoes. I don't think I'd notice the difference if you were to make a sweet potato pie. I don't. Most people don't. You know, and the thing about it is the reality of it is most of my most of the things that I bake they aren't they weren't necessarily 100% vegan but we stopped drinking cow's milk in my house a long time ago right so whenever I bake I would always use almond milk or soy milk anyway right you know so the only remaining dairy things that may have been in my cupcakes or whatever would be eggs and um butter and half of the time I don't even use butter I use oil so it would just be the eggs so it was just a matter of getting a good substitute for the eggs and the pies were, were good you know yeah but most people don't don't realize it. and if you don't tell them it's, it's vegan they won't know right exactly i uh i i told my friend kevin because he's uh he's somebody who practices a, a plant-based diet as well that i wanted to have an episode of the podcast with the two of you and oh, that'd be cool. yeah, it would, cause Lord knows, uh, he, he is someone that the experience he's going through right now is a lot of shaming that people do with him when it comes to the mm-hmm. way that he eats. And mm-hmm. I told him, I was like, well, welcome to my world because I've had to endure that my entire life because of the way that I eat. So, you know, I'm right. like, it, it's interesting the way people judge you because of decisions that you make healthy decisions, mind you like this. And not only healthy decisions, but decisions you make for yourself, mm-hmm, decisions mm-hmm. that aren't harming anyone else. And but okay. you shame me for it, you know. So I'm like, that's so interesting. But the reason why I wanted to have the two of you is because you both have such like he's big on cooking. And mm-hmm. I told him I was like, I can't even think of a category because I, I think it's doing you a disrespect to say Martha Stewart or anything like that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> I don't know. And, and the both of you are so big on research and figuring out ways to do things yourself. And I was right. like, I love that about the two of you, that both of you are like, I want to figure out how to do this. So I'm going to just do it myself. Like he's in uh, Barcelona right now. And oh, wow. as he was preparing for his trip, he was talking about how there was a button that I think he needed to fix on his jacket. So he was like uh-huh. on his coat and he was like, yeah, so I'm going to get a needle and thread. I'm going to sew. And I was like, you're going to do what now? <laughs> <laughs> 
I was like, I love that about him. Because me, I'd be like, all right, so who do I got to pay to do this? And he's like, I'm just going to do it myself. I love it. And I'm the ab- absolute opposite. Because it's like, I don't want to give nobody my coins if it's something that I can potentially do, do myself, you know? Yes. It's, it's crazy. <laughs> like, I'll spend money buying gifts for everybody else. But when it comes down to paying for things for myself, it's like, let me just figure out how to do it on my own. Right. Right. <laughs> You know, and it's crazy what you were saying about people shaming him about um, the way he eats. And thank God I have not run into that, to the magnitude that other people have. Right. Um, a friend of mine from, she's from California. I met her online years ago through another um, LGBT um, forum where, where the women, the lesbian women were trying to get pregnant. But that's another, another topic for another day. Right. Um, but she's <laughs> vegan as well. And so she has an Instagram page. Um, I think it's like, yep, that's vegan or something like that. But she was posting all of these things right around Thanksgiving with hashtag vegan clapback. You know, and so it was like all of these memes like, well, you know, ooh, all you eating is grass or you still vegan. How is that working out for you? And of course, the girl was like, well, how is that high blood pressure working out for you? Things ooh, like that. Like, I just thought it was so <laughs> hilarious, right? Because I'm like, oh, people want to shame. Right. And they don't want to look at. So, yeah, have him check out the, that ha- the hashtag vegan clap bag. That should give him a good chuckle. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, this, this, this life that I've lived of not, you know, not really having a name for what I am, uh, has been interesting and I've definitely appreciated the people I've had in my life that were like, there's no judgment, you know, like do what it is you're going to do. Like I tell people all the different things that I don't eat and they're like, it's, it's like, it's, uh, an inconvenient for them. You feel me? And for why? For listen, <laughs> are you asking? I mean, honestly, like, are you asking them for, to prepare your meals? Like, right? You know, I was. Uh, I don't. Get it. I was invited to a Christmas party, and um, she was like, "Well, I just, I haven't just stumped. I don't know what to make for you. Like, what do you eat?" And my response was, "You know what? You don't even have to worry about making anything for me. As long as you have alcohol there, I'll just, I'll be just fine." Come on, you know. Listen. <laughs> the reality of it is. Trust and believe, whenever I'm invited to an event, if it's at a restaurant, I, I go online before I leave the house or when I get the invitation and I look up their menu and I say, okay, well, I can do this. I can get the steamed broccoli. Like, I can I can work it out when I get to the restaurant. Right. Um, if it's at somebody's house, you don't have to worry because trust and believe, I'm going to eat before I leave my house. Come on! Sure I'm not hungry. You're about to make me clap. <laughs> Feel like they have to do anything special for me, you know? Right. Because I'm going to do either one or two things. I'm going to eat before I get there. I'm going to stop somewhere and pick up something to eat and I'll bring it with me or I'll eat when I leave. Like, you don't have to make all of these grandiose, you know, things just to include me. Right. Especially if I'm the only one who's going to be eating it. And then I don't want to feel obligated to have to eat the whole thing because like nobody else wants it so i was like no i'm good don't worry about me just make sure you have alcohol and i'll be great and i'll be great like that that's so (laughs) confusing to me like i will sit at a table with people and i'll be like i'm okay i'm just gonna drink and they're like you're just gonna drink i was like yeah i made sure to eat before i came and now they look awkward and uncomfortable Mm -hmm. and i'm like but Mm -hmm. wait 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 there's honestly eight of you eight I'm the only one. <laughs> All of you have plates that are full of food. Your cups are full. I, I'm, I'm lost. 
you know? Hey, just enjoy. I'm here for the conversation. I'm and here for the conversation. conversation. And being in your company is good enough for me. I don't need to eat. I'm good. I'm, Trust me. But why aren't you listening? Like, you know, I'm like, I'm like, I'm telling you I'm good. And you're still it's bothered. It Right. Right. And at that point, I'm like, it's, this is about you. This isn't about me, you know? Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I need for you to kind of move your ego out the way. Because this is supposed to be a gathering. So... Right. I'm like, and it doesn't matter if this is out in public or at your home. This is a gathering. This isn't about right. you and your ego, you know, like, mm-mm, I can't get with it. But um, <laughs> I want to flow over all oh, flow over. I want to flow over real quick to yoga because okay. this is something that both of us are very passionate about. And mm-hmm. you have been here for a large part of my journey. You saw when I first started right. teaching. And, right, right. <laughs> and, and I, I wasn't quite there yet. I was kind of putting the cart before the horse. Um, but, to, but, but you had the courage to put the cart out there, period. You hear me? Listen, come on, girl, woman. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you better speak. Um, but yeah, so I, I greatly appreciate that we've been on this yoga journey together, you know. So I just yeah. wanted to find out a little bit about what the journey has done for you, what what your yoga practice has meant to you. And it's funny that you said said that, um, because as we do during this interview, I'm sitting here in middle split, like, yep, this stretch feels so amazing. Feel, you know what? <laughs> <laughs> Come on. I'm sitting here like doing all different poses, trying to stretch out my legs because I did not get up at five thirty this morning to do anything, you know? Um <laughs> But yoga has been another um, thing that's always been there, you know. It's always been there. I started practicing heavily in 2008, and I want to say that was around the time when I met you, and we started doing classes together on Saturdays. And it's it's one of those things that's always been there. It will always be there. And I've learned so much more about myself. Yeah. Um, And, you know, what people fail to realize, a lot of people in the Western world, when they say yoga, all they think of are the asanas. You know, that's just one particular branch of yoga. Yoga Listen, so much more. So much more than, you know, doing these poses. Like, okay, that's just hatha yoga. That's just the poses, you know. What about um, the karma yoga? Or as you you like to call it, you know, you're paying it forward. Mm -hmm. That's a part of yoga, too. And people don't understand those things. And, you know, it just helps you to quiet your mind. Mm -hmm. To be able to accept things for what they are. To... Um, not necessarily jump ahead of yourselves, like to be appreciative of things in that moment. Yeah. You know, yeah. and a lot of people have commented on how calm I am in certain situations and I can't take any credit for that. You know, it's through, through yoga, you know, a lot of people want to look at it as a religion and it's not necessarily a religion, but you can tie it hand in hand with your religion. And I can't remember exactly who said it, um, pictures right in my was it gandhi i don't know if it was gandhi or if it was somebody else so basically they were saying all you needed was you know um your whatever your religious holy book is and then the yoga sutras and those two hand in hand will put you on a perfect journey as far as your spirituality right you know? right and so it it has gone 
and extra step with my children because as much as I love going to the gym and I love working with a trainer, I realize as I get older, my body just craves more of the, the stretches and the, you know, the yoga um, poses or asanas and then the, the reading, the yoga, the mind, the workouts right. of my mind. Excuse me. And so I, I brought yoga mats for my kids because whenever I would do, do it, they would do it. And so now randomly they might drop down into down dog or, you know, um, my son hit me with dancer's pose yesterday. And I was right. like, oh, okay. <laughs> I, I see you. I see you, homie. <laughs> Even down to the point where um teaching my daughter how to meditate, you know, she's right. four. I'm still working with, with, with Nicholas. He's three, and he's a little boy. He's a bit rambunctious, and he just doesn't have time to sit still. And that's fine. It's understandable. <laughs> I just flow with it. But I decided to go a step further, and I wanted to look into becoming um, a yoga instructor for kids because so many of our children need that, you know? They Absolutely. need to, to learn how to quiet their minds. And so when we get on the topic of meditation, and I asked Chandler the other day, I said, Chandler, well, why do we have to meditate? And she said, so your mind won't be like a crazy monkey. And so it's it's amazing how much they retain because yeah. those are the exact words that um, – were in my course breakdown of how to teach children what meditation is and why we meditate. And so it's like for the younger children, you have them act like crazy monkeys. You know, they have to run around like crazy monkeys or crazy monkeys who've been bit by a scorpion. And then after they do that, you have them sit and you have them do their own. And then you teach them how to meditate. And, right. and with that, it's like, this is how you quiet your mind. You know, and a lot of children don't know how to sit still or how to quiet their minds. And so they never have a sense of peace. Right. Um, so the yoga training that I'm doing, it's through um, the name of the company is Kidding Around Yoga. Mm-hmm. And, and I found that it's it's actually a great practice. Like when, you, when you're watching the courses, you know, to the outside person, it's like, oh, this looks cheesy. Children will never love this. And then you have to think about children. And children love all things cheesy and all things crazy and fun. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and it's like they think they're just playing, but they don't get that they're actually learning how to, you know, quiet their mind or do these poses that will make them flexible and stretch their limbs. And these are things that they can go back to in life, you know? Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, it's it's wonderful. Okay. So clearly I'm going to need to have you back on again because this isn't this actually isn't even the tip. I was gonna say this is the tip of the iceberg, but this is even close to the tip of the iceberg. There are so many more right. conversations that we need to have. Uh I definitely want to have you on with Kevin so that we can educate some people when it comes to different foods because you you've put me down with so many things when it comes to health and and the different uh choices you can make as far as eating things that you feel like you're missing out on that you're not you know so i would love to have the two of y'all on here just to drop some knowledge but also we have much further to go when it comes to astrology when it comes to uh meditation just all types of stuff so would you would you be up for coming back on again Listen, I'm always up for coming back on to chit chat with you and all of the other people out there. I'm always <laughs> up for it. Awesome. If people want to be able to connect with you and walk with you on social media, how would they do that? Um, on Instagram, it's at iRadiate. Um, and that's just I, the letter I, and then radiate, R-A-D-I-A-T-E. And that's where I am. You can find me on Instagram. And that's probably the best place to get a hold of me 
Okay, okay, awesomeness. Thank you so much for being my guest today. Your first time on, which I hope will be one of many. <laughs> oh, you're welcome. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Everybody, make sure that you connect with I Radiate, Miss Nicole Bassfield herself. And we'll be back with the close of the show. Thank you so much to Nicole Bassfield for an amazing interview. I love you, and you are absolutely Amadamophis. With that being said, we have come to the end of the show. So you know how we do. It's time for some good news. This week, I would like to give a shout-out to a podcast that not only started walking with Brandon and I and the uh, the Healing Space podcast on social media, but not only did they add us to their IG story yesterday, well, this is recorded on Sunday, <laughs> airs on Tuesday, so Saturday. <laughs> okay. I was like, well, I want to be honest. I don't want to say that they added us to their IG story yesterday, which would be Monday since when this airs on Tuesday. But anyway, I made that very complicated. Um, Black Boy Blitz podcast. (laughs) Please make sure to show them some love. I greatly appreciate them adding us not only to their IG story, but also to their page. They listened to the episode on uh, toxic masculinity and they let us know that they loved it. So I'm not sure which one of the hosts is in charge of the Instagram page, but I want you brothers to know that we greatly appreciate and respect you all. And we love that you stand with us when you when we say the black podcast sh- should unite. So on Instagram, again, it's at black boy blitz pause. So uh, pod. So I'll read that. That's B-L-A-C-K B-O-Y B-L-I-T-Z P-O-D. Back black black boy blitz pod. Wow, I didn't know that would be such a tongue twister. Um, so that's a shout out to shut up. The shout out to the hosts Gerald, David, and James. And the podcast itself is going to premiere on uh, in January of 2018. So make sure you add them now so you can be kept up to date. And I really appreciate it. We're we're out here supporting one another as we should. Mm-hmm. And so that that was pretty awesome. So I definitely wanted to make sure that I showed them love as well. And uh, we had some awesome uh, podcasts that were actually on the live uh, taping, as I said before, too. So definitely, this is a community out here. And I think I can speak for Brandon when I say that we're proud to be a part of it. Definitely. 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 And uh, so with that being said, before we come to an end, is there anything that you would like to share, Mr. BHW? Anything at all? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I don't think so. I don't. I didn't mean <laughs> just good news. Like, I just meant in general. No, 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 I'm thinking because I don't have any good news, sadly. I mean, I'm still here to tell the story, but you know. Um, <laughs> you could just let them know where to reach you on social media if you want to. <laughs> well, I thought you said share, so I was trying to think. Okay. So I was like, uh, but no, I guess not. So, yes, <laughs> on Twitter at No More Otis. And on Instagram at No More Otis. I think I unlocked it. I can't remember. <laughs> I hope I did. If not, I'm gonna get the request. So you know, it's fine. <laughs> He's taking a step it's forward, fine. though. He's taking a step forward. It took the episode 11 <laughs> for for 10 episodes. He <laughs> didn't allow y'all no access to the Instagram. Because <laughs> I feel like I don't post enough. But if you want to see me, you know, that's where I'm at. Uh, you can add uh, the healing space 
<clears throat> on Instagram under the healing space. Oh, excuse me, not under the healing space. Under THS podcast, all lowercase. And for Twitter, all you'll do is put an underscore in front of it. So it's underscore THS podcast. Uh, if you want to add me, it's Scorpiogi across all of social media. That's Facebook included. Uh, that is S-C-O-R-P-I-Y-O-G-I. And I don't normally do this, but I'll add my company this time. You can add my company all over social media. The reason why I don't do this is because for this one, it's actually different everywhere. But just type in Revolution Multimedia and you should be able to get it. That's Snapchat included. So Revolution Multimedia. That's <laughs> Revolution, but with an A instead. So Revolution Multimedia. And if you do that, you should be able to find my company. Um, under my company on social media, you'll find everything. So that's The Healing Space. That's uh, my old magazine, Escape the Matrix. That's all of my events that I do. That's the love movement. So everything. You'll find everything under my company. So with that being said, we thank you guys for joining us. We hope that you've enjoyed the conversation. Thank you for continuing su- your continuing support. Thank you for everyone who joined us for THS Live. Like Brandon said, we had so much fun. And until... We really did. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. We definitely can't wait to do it again. Uh, until next week... We love you all and namaste.